that wouldn't be the case if you had more women dunking and giving them the ability to showcase their abilities where the true stories of the highlights would be promoting women and their best athletic ability and promoting the sport. Look, man, the thing, if you want to increase the popularity of female basketball, you got to bring in better looking women. The last time that, <laughs> that the WNBA was being talked about by a significant number of people Welcome to Option A or B with your Chris Canada, where informal barbershop-like anything-goes debating topics gets mixed with some formal parliamentary-like debating structure. And we're back. Just like the top half of hair on LeBron's head, but unlike the top half of the hair on LeBron's head, we're not going to be fading away after a few minutes of perspiration Similar to that time when Carlos Boozer's hair faded away when he decided to put shoe polish as a hairline. No, we're not fading that fast. We ain't going nowhere. Welcome to season two. Then again, well, at least we're not going anywhere right now. We're always one episode, one comment, one innocuous hug from being canceled. But isn't everyone? Until the day that Option Air B does get canceled, we're just going to keep on getting better. I know I've been getting better. I've been taking video editing and production courses. I'm a regular attendee at debate meetups around the city. I've also become a volunteer for the Rikers Debate Project, where we go to Rikers Island, which is the main jail complex in New York City, and we work with the inmates, in this case we call them the students, teaching them the skills and the benefits that come with the understanding of how to debate. And... I've also been in the gym getting swole. I'm getting ready for summer 2021. Now, the reason why we're calling this season two is pretty simple. Because we've got hella new topics, hella new debaters, and honestly, we just got hella new opportunities for all of us. And I'm just happy to be a part of it. Now, this is something that wasn't really stressed in the past, but we're going to stress it a lot moving forward. If you like the show, make sure you go to iTunes or wherever you get this content from subscribe, leave a rating, and comment. They have algorithms of how they decide who you find, and that really helps us to rise and help other people discover the show. Much respect. And with the respect comes the possibility of being canceled, which we haven't been canceled yet. So either we're not respectable enough or we haven't done enough to get canceled. Either way, I think you're here for a debate. So let's get into it. Without any further ado, let's do this. The creator and the creation date of the game of basketball, according to the first thing that popped up when I Googled it, is James Naismith, and he created the game in 1891. So basically 100 years before Michael Jordan won his first ring. Also, according to Google, both men and women began playing a game of basketball in tandem at this time. Matter of fact, the first women's intercollegiate basketball game was played in 1896. In 1978, the first women's professional basketball league was formed in America. And today, the WNBA is the most popular women's basketball league in the world, even though women can make more money playing overseas, but I digress. 
honestly, that's just scratching the surface regarding the history of women's basketball. If you want to learn more, I suggest you exercise the art of Googling yourself. We're actually here to talk about the modern day game of basketball. And the modern day game of basketball that we all know and love has drastically changed since Naismith invented it 100 years ago. For example, today it's not uncommon to see motherfuckers dunking from the free throw line during games. However, you don't really see anything remotely close to this in the women's game today. And that raises a point. Why aren't we seeing this today? Well, maybe there's a reasonable explanation for this. Did you know in volleyball, the women's net is lower than the men's net? Did you know in track and field, the women's high hurdles are lower than the men's high hurdles? Did you know in golf, the women's tee markers are closer to the hole than the men's tee markers? And full circle, did you know in basketball, the actual basketball that the women use is smaller than the one that the men use? But as of today, both women and men play basketball on 10 foot rims. And with all of that said, that brings us here for another option A or B debate. The statement of contention this episode, the rims in women's basketball should be lowered to nine feet. And option A, who is in agreement with the contention that the rims in women's basketball should be lowered to nine feet is a man by the name, what is your name, sir? Naja from Queens. <laughs> okay. Naja from Queens. I guess I don't need to ask you where you're from. Is this the same Naja from Queens who was on the everyone should have nuclear weapons debate? That's right. I still think everybody should have nuclear weapons, <laughs> especially with Trump in office. <laughs> well, Naja from Queens, I see that you were at least qualified to have a debate about nuclear proliferation. But what makes you qualified to debate this topic? Being a lover of basketball and women, you know, I think we should promote the game. And the best way to do that is lowering the rims. OK, OK. Option B, who thinks this contention is bullshit, that the rim should be lowered to nine foot for women's basketball, is a man by the name. What is your name, sir? Keith from Zone 3. Oh, Keith from Zone 3. This sounds like the Keith from Zone 3 who once was on a debate about if Star Wars is better than Scarface. And I believe you were on a fireside chat about why cannabis does more good than harm. Is this the same Keith from Zone 3? That would be me. <laughs> so Keith from Zone 3, which I believe you informed me that Zone 3 is actually a, a very diverse neighborhood in Atlanta. It's not just uh, what I hear about in the rap songs, correct? Uh, especially now with gentrification. So like, so when I was, so I'm talking about like the 90s when I was listening to like the Outkast and Goody Mob. Was it gentrified then? Uh, you had a few sprinkles of uh, leftovers that didn't uh, didn't have the white flight. <laughs> so you mean gentrified, it's gentrified now as in like the money's coming in now too. Yeah, the money's coming back in. Got you, got you, got you. All right, so Key from Zone 3, what makes you qualified to debate this topic? Uh, like Naja, myself, I'm a connoisseur of uh, all sports as well as women. And so, uh, you know, I think I have a pretty good eye in, uh, with regards to being able to observe what's, uh, what's good and what's bad uh, for the sport. Okay, okay. Let me take you guys through the rules and then we'll get started. Both Naj and Keith are in a three-round debate. In the first round, both Naj and Keith are going to get a chance to speak uninterrupted. In the second round, it's everyone's favorite round, which is head-to-head. -head. And in round three, both Naj and Keith obviously will be making their clothes. And they need to be points of information that make their case. And a point of information is just a logical point that ladders up to their overall opinion. So when you're listening to this debate, make sure you're listening for those things. 
All right, so let's get started. So we're going to start off with option A, Naj, who believes that the rims in women's basketball should be lowered to nine feet. Option A, go for it. That's right. You know, my contention is that the rim should be lowered. The WNBA, although similar to the NBA, is already different on many levels. Number one, they pay two halves instead of four quarters like the NBA. The three-point line in the WNBA is closer, four feet closer mm-hmm. than, it is in the, than it is in the regular NBA. As well, you know, overall, just the average height of women in the league is about seven inches shorter than NBA players. So therefore, in order to entertain fans, generate for the future of the game, the rim should be lowered, giving women the full capability of showing their true athleticism and all the ability and capabilities that they can show with their skills. So that's, you know, basically my main point is that the WNBA is already different than NBA. Why should it be remain the same in rim height when it's different in different areas in the game, such as the three-point line, halves versus four quarters, the size of the balls, which you opened up with. The game is different. Let these women compete at their fullest capability, showing their greatest skills. And you can do that by lowering the rims. Very short and succinct. Very pithy. Good job, Naj. And Keith, your option B, you think it's bullshit that the rims in women's basketball should be lowered to nine feet. Keith, tell us why you feel that way. Well, I think it's bullshit because at the end of the day, what are you trying to accomplish? Uh, nothing about uh, Naj's, Naj's explanation explained why lowering the rims would benefit women whatsoever. Um, so as a result, uh, it sh- they should remain at 10 feet. Lowering the rim, what are you going to lower it to? Nine feet, eight feet, seven feet? And what is that supposed to be? And when you lower it, what is it supposed to accomplish? Uh, I mean, if it's supposed to increase the number of dunks, uh, that'll be a marginal increase because one of the key factors in dunking the ball is the ability to be able to palm the ball, which most women still will not be able to do. Um, you know, if you think about the men's game of basketball, there are uh, definitely uh, quite a few guys in the league who can't dunk very effectively or efficiently because they can't palm the basketball. So as a result, they struggle when they do attempt to do so. So um, the, the real question is, is um, in lowering the rim, what does that accomplish? Um, how does that allow women to uh, show more of their athletic ability or whatnot? I mean, they have no problems with being able to uh, hit layups, mid-range jump shots, or threes. Uh, if you think about it, uh, a lot of women actually shoot the mid-range a lot better than men these days, uh, just due to the fact of their limited athletic ability with regards to uh, not being able to jump or palm a basketball. Um, and if you look at NBA, the mid-range shot has kind of gone away because, you know, people are more fascinated with jacking threes or trying to dunk the ball. And it's kind of uh, hurt the integrity of the men's game. So hmm. I see no benefit whatsoever to uh, lowering the rim. Okay, okay. So we've now completed round one. We now understand exactly where Naj and Keith stand. And so now we're in everyone's favorite round, round two, which is head-to-head. So since you were just speaking, Keith, I'm going to go ahead and let Naj kick it off again. Naj is option A. He's in agreement that the rims in women's basketball should be lowered to nine feet. Naj, go for it. Again, Keith, feel free to chime in whenever you want. Yeah, just addressing Keith's points. You know, there are women in the league. Brittany Griner can dunk right now. But, of course, she's not able to show her true athleticism because she's not able to dunk as many times as if the rim was lowered to nine feet. 
the average attendance in the WNBA is just 10,000 fans. If you were able to lower the rim to nine feet, it would give more display of athleticism, more dunks, more highlights featured on SportsCenter, more uh, distribution deals and commercials, advertisements. And many NBA players, WNBA players, including um, Elena Belladonna, the reigning MVP, she's in support of lowering the rim. So you already have players on board who want to see the rim lowered. So they're saying that, hey, let us get a chance to show our true athletic capabilities because you're restricting women, which is not right if you're about promoting the game. And of course, women can hit mid-range jumpers and do the layup game, but you're restricting their game overall if you're making them compete on a rim in which the average height, they're seven inches lower than the NBA average height guys. And the difference of the ball is different. So whether they can palm a man's basketball is irrelevant because they're playing with a woman's basketball. So, you know, lowering the rim will generate more content, more buzz to the sport. You know, if you look at the NCAA, which banned dunking with the Luau Cinderu, you know, the game was epically changed when they allowed dunking. The same would be the, for the WNBA if you allowed lowering the rooms for women to allow them to dunk. When I was referring to palming the basketball, I was actually referring to a women's basketball. Women's hands uh, in general just aren't that big. So um, that's still one thing that they're going to struggle with. In addition to that, now if you lower the rims in the NBA, where are these women going to practice uh, at, you know, as kids growing up? In the, in the local parks, recreation centers, and various things like that. They're not going to create additional uh, rims uh, in the basketball, in the in the park, or at rec centers just for girls, just because I think, I think for the sheer number. Keith, the, the, I'm <laughs> sorry. Here's why I think they yeah. would. Title IX. Um, uh, title, no, but Title IX is applicable to college, not uh, elementary school, middle school, not the YMCA, not your local parks, and various things like that. So now you have to find the facilities for people to be able to practice. In addition to that, uh, you know, something that was is very common, uh, not only in AAU, but in middle school and parks uh, in college as well, is that you have scrimmages in between uh, both the, the male and the female squads. And so how is that going to take place if, um, you know, somebody one group is accustomed to playing on nine or eight or seven foot rims while the other group is accustomed to the 10 foot uh, rims? You know, how how is that going to work? I mean, growing up, I had a, I think it was a Huffy basketball rim that we lowered to six feet so we could yeah. <laughs> jam after school. I don't think every girl playing basketball is relying on, you know, having to go to the rec center. And even though, even if that is the case, I think indoor gyms would correspond and help and everybody would chip in and lowering the rims and adjusting the heights of rims for women to promote the sport and the game because it'll bring overall attraction and buzz. When's the last time we even talked about within barbershops, the WNBA besides here and there or general chatter, you know, the WNBA finals is going on right now. And how many sports fans truly know that, you know, the series is, you know, two, one between, you know, the mystics. I think the biggest story in the league right now is a general manager using racial epithets. That wouldn't be the case if you had more women dunking and giving them the ability to showcase their abilities where the true stories of the highlights would be promoting women and their best athletic ability in promoting the sport. Look, man, the big, if you want to increase the popularity of female basketball, you got to bring in better looking women. The last time that, <laughs> that the WNBA was being talked about by 
a significant number of people, uh, both male and female, were, was when Skylar Diggins was coming out of Notre Dame and she was signed by Jay-Z and it was like, oh, and little, everybody and their mama was trying to holler at her via Twitter and everything else. But nobody, nobody's talked about the WNBA since then. And if it wasn't for the NBA subsidizing the uh, WNBA, um, it just wouldn't work. I mean, the WNBA needs to be strategic. They need to figure out or identify the areas where they have a strong uh, female basketball population base. Places like uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, Connecticut, uh, places with strong women's college basketball where it'll translate. But when you have cities that, um, you know, that have many other options as far as uh, sports avenues, um, it's just not going to catch on because people have other things to do. For example, um, Atlanta, Atlanta, what's that? Atlanta Dream. Look, my hometown. I don't even know. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the basketball team. But right now, you know, it's football season. Braves are in the playoffs. And basketball season is starting up. So, you know, who cares about the Atlanta Dream? Yo, because you're, you're, Keith, you're not seeing the highlights because these women are restricted in the game they play within the league. If the room was lowered in the WNBA to nine feet, you'd see more jams. You see Atlanta Dreams like, throwing reversible dunks, alley-oops, and it would make highlights, local highlights, national sports league highlights, and encourage little girls to come out and play more basketball so we could get the coverage to, and promote the game. And it would raise fan awareness overall. Nah, women just don't play fit as physical as men. So dunking on people and alley oops, not gonna happen. But well, so Keith, let me let me chime in there because that's true. But then for every let's just say dainty, you know, prissy woman we're speaking about, there's a bunch of Serena Williamses out there, and there's a bunch of other like Serena Williams. She'd be able to dunk a nine foot rim. You have to take this into account. Like the fact that a 10 foot rim will restrict someone who is like maybe five nine and athletic, like very, very athletic, but like just doesn't really seem to translate into a NBA or WNBA career. Because guess what? If you do track and field or you do tennis, you can make a lot more money. You can make a case. You would then start to see a lot of these super athletes that you see in other sports because they're more lucrative for women. And then they start gravitating to sports like basketball because now they get to showcase what they can do. Because in, in let's be honest, Serena Williams would look like an average woman out there if she's playing on a 10-foot hoop. But if she's playing on a 9-foot hoop, you probably would be seeing some highlights and some crazy dunks. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I, I still wouldn't go, wouldn't go that far just because I mean one of the uh, Serena is an exceptional uh, female athlete, and you know one of the main reasons she's so dominant in the sport of tennis is because she's just a superior athlete to a uh, majority of the other women in the field. But just to take a step back, let's look at the, the field of volleyball. Plenty of tall women that, for whatever reason, they choose they've chosen volleyball over uh, basketball, and you would think. Uh, that, you know, with the height requirement for most of your volleyball players, that they would actually play basketball, but they choose not to. So there, there's just a lack of appeal from I, I think for whatever reason. I think structure, Keith. I would say that, you know, um, growing up, and this is just from some of the research I had to do to be the moderator of this conversation, I was reading that a lot of times women get into basketball later in life because they see that they're tall, but volleyball is a sport where you're playing it when you're really young, even as a, as a girl, 
And so then you All can right. kind of just find your way into the game versus like basketball is really to a girl, a little girl, they probably see the game of basketball as a boys man's game, not a gender neutral game. Well, I guess maybe that's a cultural thing because growing up in the city of Atlanta, when I was coming up volleyball, like who the hell plays volleyball type of thing? Like, how do you even get like, as a kid, like how would you have even been exposed to volleyball in the city of Atlanta? Like I couldn't have told you where you could have gone to play volleyball <laughs> as a girl or a boy in the city of in the city well, of Atlanta. Right? Then, I guess. Hmm. No, nah, but I mean, like even still, like I played tennis growing up. I mean, there were definitely several uh, tennis centers that were predominantly black. Um, swim teams. Uh, the Atlanta Dolphins was a predominantly black swim team. Uh, there were places where you could go and play golf. Um, you know, for somebody that's being black. But uh, it wasn't until I got to FAM that I got exposed to, like, some of these sports that um, you see white people play, like, uh, field hockey. Like, I met girls that played field hockey. I was like, who the hell, how the hell did you get involved in that? Or lacrosse and just stuff like that. So, I mean, it must be a cultural thing. But basketball seems more readily available because you can easily go to a park and play outside versus you got to find somewhere to go play volleyball. And if we lowered the rims, it would give young girls more opportunity of more seeing the sport in public, on televisions, and sports highlights that encourage them to get involved in the game. That's my argument, and that's why women should be lowered. So who are you trying to appeal to? Because do women or females find it uh, appealing to see women slamming the ball in the in the uh, in a in a in a rim between in a goal? Look, yeah, look how much women support Serena Williams at every tournament. Look how much women come out to go, you know, support other women athletes in track and field. I think you have to start with girls supporting girls and that movement, and you'll also get guys coming in to watch that movement. You know what it's oh, I'm saying. You go to go get the ladies first and the niggas will follow. It's just oh, I mean, I, I completely agree with you with uh, women supporting women, but it's all it's still about the appeal. Like, is it appealing to see somebody slamming a, a woman yeah. slamming a basketball? Yeah, I mean, unless you're, you know, gender biased, only watching men slam basketballs. I don't I don't see why it would be not appealing to see women do the same thing. I mean, Keith, I have a question for you. So do you watch much women's basketball? I don't watch much. I mean, I've seen, I've watched a few games. What is it about women's basketball that makes you not as interested in it as you might be men's basketball? Oh, uh, finger on it. Well, for me, it would probably be just the uh, the lack of familiarity with the uh, with the players. But I mean, from a fundamental standpoint, I think women's basketball is uh, is at a pretty good point. Um, and then just just a lack of just a lack of uh, athletic talent that they have compared to men like just yeah they can do a crossover but nobody's doing a crossover like Allen Iverson or like Westbrook or or like Steph Curry or like Trey Young now like you know what I'm saying like you just some Don, of the stuff Don that they Stanley, do from a, Don Staley had a Don Staley had a pretty mean crossover <laughs> yeah I mean yeah 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 there there's some you know what I'm saying but like for the hype around Skylar Diggins it's like yeah she looks good but other than that like I don't need to, I, nothing appealing about her games. Like, oh, I need to watch Skylar, Skylar Diggins out here on the court. Let me kind of ask both of you guys this question again. I'm just curious because in my mind, I'm imagining that I'd be kind of intrigued by this. The rims get lowered, let's say, next season for all of women's basketball. That would include college and WNBA. So that means Brittany Griner is now playing in a league where the rim just got a foot shorter. Remember how much we just loved to watch Shaq 
dominate people. And it wasn't that we would love to see Shaq shoot. It wasn't that we loved to see Shaq dribble. We loved to see Shaq post someone up and just dominate him. Just imagine what Brittany Griner would do in a league like that. You wouldn't be intrigued by that? Uh, I mean, I get what you're saying, but like Shaq was more so about power. Like, well, in his early days, Shaq was about power, but then he would show you like, oh, as a big man, as big as I am, I can still move. But just to kind of take it uh, back to uh, women's basketball right quick, I mean, some of the players, um, you know, that really stuck out, like that you like watching all would be like, uh, it was like Shamika Hoseclaw, who was nice. Like she could score. Candace Parker, like you watch her because it's like, man, like she can, like she's out here playing like a dude. And it wasn't because she was dunking. It was just like, she was just raw like that, like skill wise. So like, that's what it is. Like if all women played like that and were able to just, you know, like be true scorers and, it's, it's not even about the dunking. It's just being about, like, man, she playing like a dude out there. But just, you, have, you, have, you have to admit that denying, being denied the capability to do that with the rims not being lower than nine feet. Because if they were lowered, we could see more women play, like, as you say, in your argument, play more like dudes or show that flash, you know, finesse and pizzazz. If the rims were lowered, they'd be able to do that. Uh, but I don't attribute that to the rims. I just attribute it to their ability to, like, they almost like dudes with long hair out there with the way that they would uh, with the way that they play. What are you talking about in today's league? No, I'm referring to players like Candace Parker, uh Tamika Trying to think of like some other ones that, you know, were just like, man, like they got a nice game about themselves. Sue Bird, she's also pretty good. Sue Bird, yeah, she was nice. Um with the Tarasi uh, chick. Who is it? Diana, Diana Taurasi. Yeah. Diana Taurasi. Look at me knowing my stuff. All right, guys. So I'll, I'll let you guys, if you have anything else to, to add to this, go ahead. Like, Nazar, if there's anything you want to grill Keith on anymore, or Keith, if you have any other questions for Nazar. Otherwise, uh, we'll just get into the close. I'm good. We can get into close. Yeah, I'm good. All right. So, uh, Keith, I'm going to let you lead off the close. And, again, you are option B, so you think it's bullshit that the rims in women's basketball should be lowered to nine feet. Keith, please give us a close as to why you think that contention is bullshit. At the end of the day, rims need to stay at 10 feet. That's the traditional way. Lowering the rim to nine, lowering the rim to nine feet will only increase the number of people that can dunk by maybe a percentage of 10% in the whole league. That's not how most women play. In addition to that, women are still limited with regards to their ability to uh, palm a women's basketball, which is a key fundamental aspect of uh, being able to dunk the ball, not to mention their vertical leap abilities uh, just in general. So lowering to nine feet is not going to increase the excitement of the game based off of increasing the number of dunks. That is just a small component, of, in my opinion, of the excitement of watching the game of basketball. And as a result of lowering the rim nine feet, that's just not going to happen. Uh, so there need to be uh, an investigative uh, effort to figure out other ways to make the game more exciting. And Naj, you are option A. You are in agreement with the statement of contention that the rims in women's basketball should be lowered to nine feet. Naj, take us home. Yes, sir. You know, it's just elementary. If we lower the rims, we'll be able to see women at their true capabilities, full on display, more women like Brittany Griner, uh, Elena Deladon, be able to jam, freak it, inspire more women to the game, more overall eyes on the sport. You know, we don't want to restrict women's capabilities, and we're doing that by keeping the rims at 11 feet. If we lower them, it'll be Thank a 
10 Tempe. If we lower them, it'll be a chance for them to show more highlights, uh, you know, get the sport more out in public, get more people involved, and encourage young girls to play the game as well compared to other sports. To me, it's overall key. Traditions are meant to be broken. It's something that the league can try. Why not? There's only 10,000 average fans in WNBC right now. You're definitely going to get more eyes on the sport if it happens. And I think for the overall growth and future of the game, if we lower the rims, it'll bring more eyes and more exposure. And that's why we got to make it happen. And there you have it, folks. Uh, you just heard a debate on why the rims in women's basketball should be lowered to nine feet. So do me a favor. Go to optionairb.com. I will also have a link for this in the show notes. And you can click to vote whether you agree or think it's bullshit that this should happen. All right, so now that we're done with the debate, I give both of my debaters an opportunity to plug something. So I'm going to let you pl- go s- with something first, Naj. Naj, do you have anything you'd like to plug, sir? Uh, yeah, you know... Um, I'm kind of putting you on the spot. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> tell you in advance. I was gonna it's all that. good. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, as Chris already knows, but I work in horse racing, so if you ever want to come out to have a great time at the track, you know, come out, bet some horses, meet some people, drink some liquor with me, just hit me up. Um, one Naj on Twitter, Najagram on Instagram. Let's link up. Let's get more people. Let me host you out for the races for the day. And Naj, and I'll definitely put, and I'll put links to your social media and all that stuff and whatever you want me to in the show notes. Um, but as you know, Naj, like a lot of the people who listen to this aren't in the city that we live in. So let them know where you are and like, so in like a little more detail. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm in Queens. Our racetracks are in Belmont Park in Long Island. But definitely visit nyra.com and also find out the nearest horse racing track in your city. So go out, have a fun time at the races. If you're in Kentucky, Florida, California, Texas, horse racetracks are all over the country. Go out, Washington. Have, yeah, Washington, Emerald Downs. Go out, have some horses, drink some beer, make some bets. That's perfect. And and um and Naz. Side note, is there anyone that you'd like to uh, challenge to a debate? Or wow. Needs to like, they need to come on the show and like show what they're made of. Wow. You know, I'm not going to issue any challenges today, but. <laughs> it's, easy, it's, easy, it's easy. We're in, we're in uh, the beginning of, uh, of uh, season two, so uh, don't worry about it. You'll have opportunities to come back and do that. For sure. It's early, but I'm out here. You know, um, anybody wants to debate rap, Nas is the greatest. I'll do that at any time. <laughs> uh oh. I hope Keith didn't hear that because Keith probably might want to start a new debate right now. So, all right. And uh, Keith from Zone 3, is there anything you'd like to plug, sir? Yeah. Everybody just needs to hit up their local politicians as well as uh, the national politicians and uh, push for cannabis legalization, both adult use and um, discipline. We'll go into a little bit more detail on that, Keith. Why should they do that? Like, explain what's the reasons for why they should be wanting to do that. Like, briefly. Uh, uh, several reasons. One, a lot of people are unaware of the fact that cannabis used to be legal in the United States prior to uh, the mid-1930s. But uh, the, the war on drugs is a uh, made-up war targeted uh, to target minorities. And as a result, it's proven to be very ineffective. Uh, if you're concerned about tax dollars, it's a huge drain on uh, tax resources from the both the federal and state government. And, um, you know, it's natural. It's from the earth. And nobody's ever died from cannabis. There aren't any, um, any proven deaths as a result of that. But yet we consume alcohol, which we know destroys our liver. And we have no problem with that. So, you know, I'll leave it at that. 
Yeah, you know what's interesting? Side note, I'm doing the Sober October thing right now. And you be it's like people just get bent out of shape that I'm not having a drink. But like, if I was saying, yeah, that includes heroin and uh, all these other things, they'd be like, yeah, good job. Yeah, it's good to be sober. But like, wait, so, but I can just drink my liver away? You don't mind if I do that? I'm put That's poison too. Yeah. But anyways, I digress. Um, Caffeine, yeah. sugar, let, let oh, me get on coffee. Caffeine is a drug. Absolutely. We, we'll, we'll have to actually have some debates or some fireside chats. And is there anyone that you like to challenge or you think needs to, like, not necessarily challenge you, but needs to come on and uh, show what they're made of? And anyone you could think of? Uh, nobody that I can think of, but if you want some, come and get some. I like that. I like that. All right. So, uh, again, I just want to thank Naj and Keith for coming on. But a lot of people didn't want to touch this topic, feeling like, oh, they don't want to be canceled. They don't want to be deemed sexist. I mean, but here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, if we can't even discuss things, we, we have to just police our own thinking. We can't have an opinion. I mean, what, I don't want to live in that world. So I just want to thank Keith and Nas for being willing to not live in that world where like they're not even allowed to have thoughts that maybe it is or isn't a good idea to lower the rims for women's basketball. So Keith and, and Nas, I just want to thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having us, bro. Anytime, man. All that said, thanks for listening. Wow, you actually made it this far. Well, do us a favor, share this with your family and your friends and your loved ones because you don't always love your family and your friends. And as your moderator, I'm now dropping the mic.